Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. Hey there. It is good to be back with you together in this space again. After two weeks of interviews and introducing you to my team, I'm excited to kind of just be back in the raw flow of trailer cast and what this is. And um, in that same vein, I've been doing some reflecting on what trailer cast is, what it has become, what I want it to be, and what I hope it is for you as you listen. See, there was this point that I had this week where I was having some feelings, the dark, murky kind. And I just like needed to pull my head out. And I wanted to do that by listening to something else besides what was going on in my own head. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just needed something else in there. I scrolled through the podcast I subscribed to, and I just felt a little discouraged. I didn't want to like learn something necessarily. I didn't want to be told to hustle and get more now. I surprisingly didn't even want to listen to dark, unsolved crimes. I just, I just wanted a good, thoughtful place to land and to be carried away for a little bit. Um, ultimately, I ended up listening to Ron Burgundy's podcast, the episode on true crime, <laughs> just in case you thought I listened to only upright and soulful things. There you have it, Ron Burgundy, you're welcome. It was a little slow, but I did also laugh so hard I cried, so I think it did the job. But it did get me thinking. What drives us to listen, to tune in? Is it from our own space of feeling, from our own story, or is it the one we want? Do we listen to podcasts, read books, watch documentaries based on where we are right now, where we want to be? Is it both? I wonder like, what makes you tune in here? What makes you, as you scroll through the different things that you listen to and consider and feast on, what leads you back here? Because then I thought about this sweet little space and getting to share, and it made me honestly feel overwhelmed. Like overwhelmed with gratitude and then all the mushy feelings of humility and weightiness that people choose to listen to this. Also, I'm having an emotional week. So <laughs> in all seriousness, thank you. Thank you for listening. I want this podcast to be a place you can go to when you are feeling whatever you are feeling. Sad or alone, overwhelmed, thankful, light, bored, even critical. I just want you to hear that your feelings are welcome here. And I want you to make room for that within yourself. To welcome your human experience. Your normal human evidence that your feelings mean you are still alive, still here. That is what emotions are. Evidence. Can you sit with that for a moment? Hold the idea that your feelings are not bad, that they are just evidence 
of your humanness? What does that change in you if you look at it that way? Does anything shift? Do you breathe a little easier? Hold yourself with a little more compassion? Accept that maybe you are not alone in your feelings, but that in having feelings, you actually join the rest of us humans out here having feelings? That in being you, right where you are, all your feelings, good, bad, ugly, too much, not enough, messy, out of control, OCD, anxious, depressed, agoraphobic, you just gained a community of about 7.5 billion people. You guys, if you hear anything, please know and remember that you are not alone. Your feelings don't exile you. It's quite the opposite. They give you a land of belonging. I'm going to let you in on a little of some of my feelings (laughs) that coursed through my own brain and body this week and what I did about that mainly because I think there is power in hearing someone else's story and hearing what someone else does. And then I hope that in this hearing, you find your way back to your own story, bringing with you whatever connects, whatever sparks joy. So back to this week and all the feels. I felt confused, rejected, resentful. I also felt connected, driven, antsy, frivolous. (laughs) And that was just Monday through Wednesday. You guys, I, I have a lot of feelings. Okay. So some backdrop, I used to stuff and internalize my feelings. So a thing would happen, normal life stuff, I would feel it. And then while I might appear unfazed on the outside, inside, I would be totally devastated, or analyzing every part of the interaction, or building a case against myself with their evidence of why I was the worst ever. I used to accept what everyone else said or did as the only input that was relevant. That is exhausting and also one-sided. So now, as normal life happens to me still, and I still sometimes feel rejected, passed over, not good enough, Instead of that taking me down a rabbit hole of dark, twisty self-condemnation, I have a counter-narrative. I have a two-sided conversation, a dialogue. Okay, so here's the scenario. Someone I was longing to connect with, and I had plans with, ended up canceling on me to be with other people. So my monologue used to sound something like this. I'm so embarrassed I even asked. I feel so dumb. Why did I even try in the first place? Something is innately wrong with me. I'm gross. I will never ask again. I am never chosen. What is so wrong with me that they don't want me? I'm embarrassed. I can't see it. I can't trust myself. I am bad. Can you hear the dark confirmation bias that's taking place in this monologue? using a singular, unrelated event to prove what all the other events meant before this one? Stacking this rejection upon other rejections from other people as if everyone else knows something about me that I don't. 
And I would box myself in with these thoughts. I would get stuck in this maze of emotions and thoughts and memories and people's faces. And then I would just shut myself in there and punish myself with them. It was a sick and isolating pattern. And I never even considered that there was any other way to deal with it. This is just the way that it was. And because it's unseen, nobody knew. And so it felt like something that I could kind of get away with on my own. You know, looking back, I, I can see like the development of my negative core beliefs and how I searched for evidence outside of me to prove the awful things I believed about myself. Then I went to years of my own therapy and I laid out these thoughts and feelings and experiences and put everything on the table. And it was mortifying to do that, to expose these beliefs to someone else, to take what has been in darkness and expose it to the light, to put it out there in the presence of another human being. But ultimately, I was in pursuit of truth to either find out if I was this awful, worthless person or to see if there might be some other way to look at this. You see, it's hard when there are real experiences of rejection from core people and family members. It is hard to argue when the built-in people tend to confirm the worst fears about ourselves. So let me fast forward for a moment. I want you to hear what my actual dialogue sounded like this week after this scenario of being canceled on and passed over for someone else. Ouch. Ugh. It's that same scary feeling of I'm not enough and never will be. Wait, no. I've been here before. I have done this work. This is not about me. People cancel. It's okay. I am okay. God, but this hurts. It's okay for it to hurt. I'm embarrassed and feel rejected. That's okay. Remember, this is hitting on old stuff. That's why you feel so much about it. Okay, that's right. Deep breath. I need to remember who I am. I am worthy of being chosen. I choose myself. I also don't want to do the old thing where I hold it in and internalize it on my own and stay isolated. Okay, opposite action. I need to call Jesse and tell him what happened and just share it out there instead of hoarding it in here. Okay, I'll do that. And then I did go and make the call and I let myself share something that even though my inner critic kept telling me it was trivial and ridiculous and I was making this giant thing out of nothing and that sharing this is like, please, like child's play. <laughs> but I did it anyways. And then I felt better. Because once those swirling feelings were up and outside of me, they couldn't hold me hostage anymore. They couldn't keep me handcuffed to the interrogation table. And once that emotional frenzy subsided, I also put some reframed thoughts back inside of myself. Things come up. I can try again. This wasn't personal. I am okay. And I checked to see if that would hold, if that was enough, and then... I just gently moved on with my day. You see, what a world of difference this practice has made. To go from my self-deprecating maze of internalizing everybody else's potential thoughts about myself, which 
I absolutely was using a faulty lens to look through that. It was like those decoder rings, but mine was off. And so instead I was um, internalizing and decoding everyone's messages to prove that I was bad. This was my constant inner monologue. And so now it does sound different. (laughs) And you guys, I struggled to share this today. It's vulnerable. I feel vulnerable to share this with you. And sometimes it's because it feels extremely counterintuitive to share my own process as there is a professional burden to be good or done or complete or beyond this. But ultimately, I just can't be anything else or anyone else or anywhere else than I am. I want to risk telling you these thoughts and experiences because they are real And I know I'm not the only one. When I sit across from people and I hear their own form of mental shoots and ladders, I feel so much empathy, so much compassion for this process. It's okay to not be okay. Whatever your job, whatever your social media status, whatever your whatever, The moment we begin accepting the impossible standards put upon us is the moment we compromise honesty, integrity, authenticity, and self-respect. I will not allow my profession to limit my process as a person. That's where I'm standing today. And I hope that you hear that you can too. That you can too. Feelings are normal. Not feeling is not the goal. And while there will always be things that appear in what feels like some cosmic game of whack-a-mole, there is always and also more hope, less time in the pit, a deeper appreciation for my own humanity and how that connects me to others. You see, life will still happen. Rejection, promotion, exclusion, new friendships. Hope, loss, diagnosis, postpartum, opportunity, all of it. How we feel these experiences, how we make sense of them, how we slide them into our own narrative, that is the difference. And this difference is what leads to building mental health. Learning to sift through the core beliefs and experiences we have and allowing some things to just be objective rather than subjective, to work towards a balanced narrative that promotes clarity, confidence, and connection. This is the result of good work. This is what I want people to know about. That no matter how deep the pit you are crawling out of, no matter how twisty the maze of your own mind, there is good help and good resources and good life on the other side of this work. Hell, in the middle of this work, There is good. There is good. I am not the exception, okay? I am the rule, and I feel like that's something that I want to say that's important. I don't just get to have different types of core beliefs because I'm a therapist and I went to grad school to have that. I did that work in therapy with a good guide. The good in the middle of the work is showing up to do the thing. And the work of therapy 
is often not linear. It's not a one-for-one. There isn't some ratio that we can apply to your own work where if I put 15 minutes in of this work, then I get 15 minutes return. Because the work of therapy is relational. And the work of, of knowing yourself and of exploring those cavernous places within you where those dark secrets or dark thoughts or dark feelings or memories where all that stuff stays hidden, all of that, again, it's not a product. There's no process for that to be uh, turned over and excavated in some linear form. Because sometimes we have to be able to let go, to surrender our idea of how this work's going to happen and trust that if we can find a good guide to get us there, then it kind of doesn't matter how we descend into those places. And that we also might not know the best way to descend into those places, but when we have a guide we can trust, then it's okay. Each one of my therapists in the different seasons that I had them in helped me approach my work in different ways. There were seasons of therapists that I just needed to like experience their love for me, to believe, to, like, to rectify those years of feeling unloved or unwanted. It was the relationship that was reforming for me, not necessarily brilliant words or things that like, oh, it was that moment, it was that thing that they said. No, it was the knowing that somebody cared for me genuinely. So two things, to the people who go, to the people who are going to therapy to actively do their own work, therapists care. You are more than an appointment. You are more than a 50-minute slot. We take you with us in our minds and in our hearts and in our own stories. We consider you and pray for you and meditate about you and your things because you are more than a product and the work of therapy is more than an appointment. It's a real, genuine human experience. And to the therapists out there, I encourage you, I dare you to allow yourself to care for the people that you work with. The work that you do will only get richer when you show up as a person when you allow yourself to be given over to the process as well, to trust that therapy in itself is a good work and that you don't have to perform it. It's not something that you have to be some master puppeteer orchestrating all the strings to make sure that this intervention happened or that this or that, but you can join it, be a part of it, be in the flow with it. We do not facilitate false experiments Together, as we show up in our bare humanness, there is rich experience. There is plenty and bounty and fullness and abundance. That is therapy. So to you who are showing up and making the appointment and to you who feel you are carrying the work, show up. Let yourself be seen. Ask good questions. Listen well. Give yourself over to something that is so beautiful, so worthwhile, so wild. This week alone, I feel like I witnessed such a variety of experience, which is for sure my favorite. I love the diversity of what I get to work with. Exceptionally brilliant people, exceptionally brave people, exceptionally broken people. And maybe all of us are all of those things, right? 
that we can be brilliant and brave and broken and together, and that in that there is a reforming that is happening. Wherever you are in your journey towards answering some of your own questions or thinking about starting some of this work, I encourage you to know that there are so many ways forward in this. Listening to this podcast is one of them. Doing a workshop is one of them. Coming to a weekend, doing one-on-one work. However you want to get into the pool, know that there are so many forms and ways to get started. And so some things I want to tell you about, I want you to have as many ways to interact with this work as possible. This podcast is one way. And so if you are enjoying listening or learning, I would love it if you would write me a review or take a screenshot and share TrailerCast with others. It means so much and it also allows me to keep doing this work here. Workshops are another way to engage your work. You can go to my website, elisesnipes.com, to see what you connect with, what is appealing to you. They're web-based courses, and you can take them wherever you are. They're super helpful and full of practical information. Can I help you get unstuck? They're 50 bucks, and they're a really, really great place to start. And I also just added two therapists to my team for one-on-one work if you want to have more individualized care about this exact type of work. And then, of course, there's weekends. There are only a few spots left for 2019, and this is the creme de la creme, okay? It's the private, intimate, real time together. It's a weekend away in Dana Point to do big work. And all of this information can be found on my website, so you can check that out. So if you were here today with me in the trailer, and you just needed something good today, something to listen to that might lighten your load, something that might make you feel less alone, something that would make you feel more human, I would tell you to sit back, (laughs) to just be with whatever angst or thing that you are feeling, to let you know that there is good out there. There are good things happening. I witnessed them this week. I watched people find healing, change, hope. I would want you to know there is evidence that good exists and is all around us. I would look right at you and tell you, not only is there real good out there, there is real good within you. That you don't have to look further than your own beautiful self to know that good is real. You don't need to tune in to anyone else's story. Now you can, but it's not your only source. There is a story within you waiting to be told, waiting to be lived, and it's good. It's so good. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you are interested in beginning your own work in therapy or coaching, you can go to www.elisesnipes.com. Follow me on Instagram at Elise Snipes Collective, where I will be sharing more with you throughout the week. You can get in touch with me to suggest a topic for the show or to ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered. Or just say hi by emailing me at elise at elisesnipes.com. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.